0: Hey everybody, I'm Logan Camden. I'm Carson Brabber. And this is Nerd Sesh. No! Oh my God, how could he do that? Are
1: you on? Don't What? Charles Darwin. All right, well it's time edition of trivia time the big dozen we have hit it where logan and i quiz each other on history in our respective sports i will be asking him about the nfl he will be asking me about the nba 15 questions each hard-hitting stuff you just don't get it anywhere else and we'll probably pull out a couple of crazy ones and we'll probably also miss one or two that have at least us banging our heads against the wall and maybe you at home as well so logan i'm gonna ask you the first question and it is of course about the nfl in 2015, Julio Jones and Antonio Brown both had over 1800 yards, giving them two of the top 5 single season receiving totals ever in the same year. Incredibly, there is another pair of receivers responsible for two of the top 5 receiving seasons ever who also accomplished it in the same year as each other. Who are they? This is a very good question. Um
0: It's also rare that they'd happen in the two that's it's pretty creative that they would happen in the same season. Um, it's not Calvin Johnson, and I don't think anybody did it the same year that
1: Calvin did, correct? That's correct. So the rest of the top five is filled out by guys who did it in the same year as each other, and then you have Calvin at number one.
0: Wow, that's 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 a crazy coincidence. Um, Jerry Rice and Isaac Bruce in some year.
1: Yes, very good, Logan. First guess, 1995, Jerry Rice had 1,848, Isaac Bruce 1,781, and famously, Isaac Bruce, a Nerd Says favorite, was not a Pro Bowler that year because there is no respect for our man even though he is top five all-time in receiving yards. I believe it was 1781 and 13 touchdowns and he wasn't a Pro Bowler, but I actually, like a week ago, just for my own pleasure, was going through the receiving stats from this year. And it's honestly not even that crazy that he wasn't like an all pro because guys were just putting up insane numbers. And it's just this weird year in 1995. I think there were 10 guys with 1300 plus yards, a number of guys with 15 plus touchdowns. It was crazy. Anyways, very good job, Logan, a hot start to the pod for you.
0: Yeah, thanks. I, uh, I did not expect to get that one. I'm glad I pulled that, uh, out of my, uh, nether regions, <laughs> Carson, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, on theme for uh, for October. I want a uh, I wanted a Halloween based question. Um so who holds the record for most points per game on Halloween with multiple games played and uh just for reference this guy only had two appearances on Halloween
1: um but uh, let's see if you can get it. Only two appearances on Halloween. So that tells me that maybe he wasn't a top priority. Although it's not like Halloween basketball is really a major thing. But that's going to rule out guys like probably a Kobe Bryant or a LeBron or a Kareem, these guys who played for really long times. I'm. This is going to be a tough one. I'm just going to throw out a wild guess. Agent Zero, Gilbert Arenas.
0: Uh, you know, it's a good guess, and I realize it's kind of vague. I'm going to narrow down the uh, two years for you. He did it in 2008 and 2009.
1: Okay, back-to-back years. Danny Granger.
0: Uh, very good guess. I like it. Great score.
1: It is not Danny Granger, though. Brandon Roy yes it is Brandon Roy look at that I was just feeling the scores who had those little brief primes and that's why I went Danny Granger and then I went Brandon Roy uh,
0: 26 versus the Spurs on Halloween 2008 and 42 points versus the Rockets Halloween 2009 uh I didn't expect you to get it that quick, Carson. Uh, Jerry West is also on here, although he only played one game. He averaged 35. Uh, Brandon Roy's official total, 34 points per game in two games played. Uh, Also in the top five, Steph Curry, Adrian Dantley, and Tim Hardaway. Interesting. Good
1: for Steph being up there. All right, Logan. We're both off to good starts. Got those two relatively quickly. I think this is an interesting one. Two teams have improved their record by 10 wins or more in one season. Who are those two teams uh, the San Francisco 49ers uh, from last season they improved by nine wins from 4 and 12 to 13 and three very close not quite
0: um so it's got to be a team that worst of first uh,
1: a Peyton Manning led Colts team yes in fact would you like to be more specific because I bet you can get it if you just think logically I'm gonna go like 2001
0: 2002.
1: I'm still going to give you this one because you had the right idea, but it was just 99. It was from his rookie season to his second season. They went from three and thirteen to thirteen and three. He took a huge jump, but very good thinking. One to go.
0: Uh, okay. I was going to say the Brady injury team, but no, uh, they actually kind of balled out with Matt Castle. Um, uh, how recent are we talking? Two thousands. Okay. Um, a Kurt Warner led Rams team, uh, like a uh,
1: his MVP season. It's another very good guess. The 98 Rams were 4-12. and The 99 Rams were 13-3 and as Warner really exploded. And I think you honestly might get a couple more that are very close before you actually get to the real one because there's a few that sort of stick out in our minds historically more than the actual answer.
0: This is a great question. Um, let me see. Other really bad teams. Uh how about the dolphins from the year that uh brady was injured and pennington no no no. they they were they were
1: 11 and 5 10 and 6 around that time uh no i have to i have to tell you logan you just got it what normally i would let you drift off and then kick yourself for that later but that was too impressive they did they went from 1 and 15 to 11 and 5 from 07 08 and you my friend are off to quite a good start man i'm just spitballing here this is awesome <laughs> some of some of the near misses who I thought you might go to before those dolphins cuz I didn't think you were going to pick the 07, 08 Miami Dolphins, the 03 04 Steelers went from six and ten to fifteen and one once they added Ben. The 2011 Colts, probably the first one I think of, went from two and fourteen to then eleven and five in 2012 with Andrew Luck. The 2012 Chiefs went from two and fourteen to eleven and five in 2013, and the 2015 Cowboys went from four and twelve to then thirteen and three with Dak and Zeke. But you got it, man. You are rolling to start this one.
0: Oh, I'm trying to go undefeated on trivia time. First time in history.
1: Yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs>
0: it's, it's, it's not. <laughs> um, a very simple one here for you, Carson. Uh, what school
1: has produced the most number one picks in the history of the draft? Wow. Okay, I could literally go all the way through, but I'm going to try to go school by school. UCLA, you have Walton, Kareem. More recently, do they have anybody from 2000 on? I don't think so. My first thought is, of course, Duke. You have Kyrie, you have Zion. You know, I'm just going to throw Duke out there and see if it's right.
0: Yeah, it's right. Uh, Pretty straightforward, Duke. Uh, You name them all, Zion, Kyrie, uh, Elton Brand, and then you've got Art Heyman in 1963 with the Knicks. Uh, Kentucky is the closest with John Wall, Anthony Davis, and Carl
1: Anthony Towns. But, uh, yeah, Mm. good job. Art Heyman being the decider, and I'm not going to lie, I don't know if I've ever heard of Art Heyman. I can name... Every number one overall pick since, I think 1970, but pre, but before then it's a little bit iffy. Uh, can, I, can I clear it with you? Can I ask that as a question one time? and we just have
0: a like 30 20 uh, a 20 minute monologue of Carson going through the uh,
1: number one picks. We can do that. It's not as solid as my finals MVP where I know I can do it every single time. Um, from 1969 on I might get a year or two swapped with the number one overall picks but I at least know all of those names okay so we're both getting off to pretty good starts here Logan can you name the five winningest franchises of the 1970s uh Pittsburgh obviously Pittsburgh is number two Miami Miami is number three uh the Raiders the Raiders are number four the Cowboys the Cowboys are number one. The Oilers. Nope. NFC. Um, let me think. Who was battling with the cow? Uh, the Vikings. Immaculate, Logan. That is correct. The Vikings are fifth. It goes Cowboys 119, Steelers 113, Dolphins 112, Raiders 108, Vikings 106. I thought I would give this one to you because there are some pretty signature teams of the 70s. And so I didn't think that it would it would be impossible, but you are just rolling right through them. Three for three start. That's not an easy thing to do on Trivia Time. These are tough questions. And I want to see if you can
0: do it here, Carson. Uh, this is a tough one, but I, I think you may have scrolled over the basketball reference page for this uh, enough times to where he's stuck in your head. Uh, Charles Barkley led the league in rebounding in 87. Hakeem Olajuwon led the league in rebounding in 89. What journeyman power forward and center led the NBA in rebounding in 1988? I love
1: this question and I should be able to get it. And if I don't, then I'm going to be upset. I know it's going to be someone who I've, who I've heard of and who I should get. But no names are really coming to me right now, which is a little bit upsetting. When I think about the great rebounders of this era, let's just walk them down. You go Rodman, obviously, first. You go Barkley, second. 88. A journeyman. The Omer Oshik of his era. Yeah, very good comparison. Oh, man. Why is it? Um, this is not going to be a good guess, but Alton Lister. <laughs> no, I like the guess. It's not Alton Lister.
0: I mean, this guy Carson, uh, seven points per game and seven rebounds per game on his career. Like he is very, very bare bones, uh, minimum average NBA player. Except for a few seasons where he was pretty good at rebounding the
1: basketball. Hmm. I feel like Alton Lister almost fits that profile, but probably didn't quite have the high of this career. Maybe. Mm, no, I was about to say Tyrone Hill, but it's way too early for that. Man, I'm just thinking of some random big... Men. Did he play on a good team? Um, I No, he, he did not play on a good team. Okay. I may have to just throw in the towel and then agonize when I've missed this because the names are not coming to me as far as obscure late 80s big men who could pick up those numbers. But I will know when you tell me. I can guarantee that. So are you throwing in the towel? I'm going to throw in the towel.
0: Yeah, this is a very tough one because uh, guys in this era, uh, Moses Malone dominated for a while, then Hakeem and Rodman did it, and right in there at 88 is Michael Cage. Uh, he did it yeah, with the Clippers, averaged 13 boards a night. Uh, he also averaged double-digit rebounding two other times with so Seattle in 1990 and the Clippers the previous season in 87. Uh, I was hoping that he had somewhere stuck to your mind like glue, uh, the way the Magic head coaches have, but... Uh, How well do you know Michael Cage, Carson?
1: Yeah, I I mean, I know the name. I'm not really kicking myself for not getting it, because that was a tough one, but I also really like that question, because that is also the kind of question here on Trivia Time that oftentimes can create a little magic, because one of us does have it stored in the back of our minds, and we pull it out. I have a little bit of a similar question for you. From 2005 through 2008, either Drew Brees or Tom Brady led the league in passing yards every time. Who broke that streak in 2009?
0: Hmm. I love a quarterback question on Trivia Time. Um, 09, passing leaders, this is p- prime of my life right here. I know it's not Big Ben, because Big Ben didn't do it until the late 2010s, mid-2010s. 09 quarterbacks. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Nope. Carson Palmer. Nope. All right, I'm just throwing out random quarterbacks at this point. Let me think of some teams who are actually good. Uh, So it's not Brady or Breeze.
1: Correct. Peyton Manning. Nope.
0: Um. All right. Well, uh, just a just a sticky one time, Carson. I know it's not a Bills quarterback. Yeah. Thanks for just saying that. Obviously. <laughs> um, man,
1: I, I, it's got to be some rando. Chad Henne. No, but you are getting into the right school of thought now. That's why I said it was a little bit like the Michael Cage question. It is not a perennial star kind of guy
0: I was going to say Josh Freeman but Freeman was a rookie this season with Stafford and Sanchez so I know that's not correct um absolute random David
1: Garrard no Matt Schaub it is Matt Schaub 4,770 yards 29 touchdowns to 15 interceptions beat out an insane era of quarterbacks next up on the list we have Romo and Breeze and Brady and Peyton and Big Ben and Philip Rivers, all these guys filling out the top 10, and then you just have Matt Schaub ahead of all of them. Uh, Yeah, I, I had to
0: get to Schaub. I just got to quarterbacks with good receivers. I thought Henny with maybe Brandon Marshall, and then obviously Matt Schaub had Andre Johnson nearly his entire career. Uh, I love a QB question. Good
1: one, Carson. And Andre Johnson had like 1,600 yards this year, so you had the right line of thinking there.
0: Carson, a uh, a favorite of yours, uh, James Harden <laughs> missed the most shots and turned the ball over the most times in the NBA this season and last season. Can you tell me the—so uh, there are four players that I want you to name. Can you tell, Mo, tell me who was runner-up in missed shots this year and last season and who turned over the ball the most this season and last season? Second to Harden.
1: It's a fantastic question. My thought for this year has to be that Trey Young is— Second in I almost want to say both.
0: No, uh Trey Young is in turnovers, not in missed shots. So okay. one down.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So let's think about just the guys atop the scoring leaderboard. We have Dame and Beal putting up these historic numbers. Those guys are both relatively efficient. We have Luca up there. We have Russ. Could it be Russell Westbrook for this year? not for this season. Okay. So for last season, I will take Russell Westbrook for 100, please. And probably for both missed shots and turnovers, right? Uh, No, just for, uh, just for turnovers in 2019. Okay. So I am missing the two guys who have missed the most shots. Well, I feel like I just have to go to the guys who took the most shots. So is it Bradley Beal? Uh, great guess. Not Bradley Beal. And I should have known because he missed like ten games. Is it Damian Lillard? Good guess. You're uh you're pretty warm, Carson. I've gotta get it here soon. It's not Devin Booker, I don't think. He was too efficient. Although it might be Devin Booker last year. It's not Booker, and by warm, I mean stay keep thinking Dame Lillard. Okay. Interesting. Well, it's not CJ McCollum. That would be insane.
0: It is CJ McCollum. Are you serious? <laughs> I am serious. This season, McCollum missed 745 shots, second to Harden. He shot 45.1% this season.
1: McCollum, second to Harden and missed shots for this year. Okay. So here's how that has to be possible. Because CJ just doesn't get to the line, basically. So he's got to be attempting more field goals than other people who are scoring the same amount. Many more field goals. Because he also doesn't take that many threes because he just loves that mid-range. Okay. Okay. All right, we got one to go. The 2019 leader or second place in missed shots. Let's go back to last season. Who was putting up ridiculous numbers? I threw Devin Booker out there, but sounds like that was a no-go. Who else was putting up huge numbers? I always go to Russ when it comes... Oh, Paul George. This is not Paul George, and I wouldn't think big numbers as much. I would think more bad team. Okay. The reason I said Paul George is because he averaged 28 a game, and he normally shoots like 43% from the field, so he's not particularly efficient, so you would think he's going to miss a lot of shots. Okay. Bad team last year, putting up big numbers. Um, who could that be? Could it be Luka Doncic?
0: Interesting guess, no, and I mean this guy—he's on a different team this year too. So I'd also I'd think about that. Just guys who switch teams.
1: Hmm. Okay, and I probably should have known that because I had already thrown Luca's name out there for this year, and you didn't say anything. Foolish by me, absolutely foolish. Bad team, putting up big numbers. I'm not gonna lie, Logan. I think I might be stumped because you have to. At least score. Tw- oh, is it Zach? Le- no, Zach Levine's on the same team. Who changed
0: teams? Once it once it hits you, you're it's gonna it's gonna go off like a light bulb. I feel like.
1: Yeah, well, it has to because not that many guys changed teams and are also shooting that much. Is it? No, Jimmy Butler was on a good team. I'm literally just gonna run down bad teams in the NBA from last season. So who missed the playoffs? Sacramento Kings it's definitely not anyone they have was it someone on the Pelicans no no one on their team switch teams of relevance I can't believe I feel like I'm not gonna get this and it's gonna eat away at me it's no one on the Knicks yuck
0: here I'll give you some uh, I'll give you some averages Carson that you can play with okay uh, 43.4 percent from the field and 35.6 percent from deep 25 points per game.
1: All right, I'm going to get this now or, or, or I will die. A 25-point-per-game scorer changed teams. I need to know who this is. This question should not have taken nearly this long. I can't let it go because I'm just... Like, I was thinking Wiggins, but Wiggins didn't average 25 a game. I can't let this go. This is going to be so painfully obvious... But at some point, for the sake of the pod, I have to. And this is going to be one of my most painful misses ever. I can feel it already, and I don't like it. Tell me. It's Kemba Walker. Oh, my God. What's wrong with me? What is wrong with me? Oh. Uh, hold,
0: uh, <laughs> that's a tough one, Carson. I mean, oh. I figured. If you had gotten to the Hornets, you probably would have pulled it out because he's passing the ball to guys like Jeremy Lamb and Marvin Williams. Um, I know that one's stings, Carson. I'm sorry.
1: Can we just end the podcast? <laughs> how did I miss that? <laughs> how did I miss that? Those are literally vintage Kemba percentages. He just had the best scoring season of his life. He was All-NBA last year, and he changed teams. I don't know how that didn't come to me. That's humiliating. I should be shunned for that. All right, Logan. You know what? We're just going to keep our head up and I'm going to get the next one. Who has more career playoff passing touchdowns? Nick Foles or Cam Newton?
0: This is a good question. Um, Ooh. Newton or Foles? I feel like Cam doesn't have as many because he had one good run with the Panthers. It was... I know he had a lot of rushing touchdowns. Foles has been to the playoffs a few times with the Eagles. Has he been there? I think he played in the playoffs with the Eagles his first season when he threw 27-2. I don't think he ever went back with the Chiefs or the Jags or the Rams. So I'll go Nick Foles. You made me take the bait.
1: You got it right. It's Nick Foles with 11 to Cam Newton's 10. He also has more wins, four versus three, and less interceptions, five versus seven. Logan, you raised the possibility of the fifteen and no trivia time, and you have now gotten five without having to throw in the towel, which is one of the hottest starts we've had. Uh, I'm hoping to continue it. It's going to get tougher, though. No, please, please. Oh. You
0: know what? You know what, Carson? I don't want to. I don't want to um, foreshadow this at all. But if I get to fifteen and then miss the QB question, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to have to, you know, destroy my entire set.
1: Yeah. I don't think you're going to get there. There are going to be some tougher ones ahead, but this is a very impressive start, and I'm enjoying watching as a spectator. Carson, I got a uh, a simple
0: one for you. Uh, It's assist per game for a rookie season. Who is it?
1: Okay. Well, my first thought is Magic Johnson, but he was sharing ball handling duties with Norm Nixon at that point in his career. My second thought is Rajon Rondo, because he was always just that natural distributor on a great team. But... He wasn't quite that significant of a player as a rookie. Probably only averaged like six assists a game. I go Chris Paul. Such a natural playmaker. I go Darren Williams. I go Jason Kidd. Hmm. I think it's going to be one of those guys that I've named. There are some more all-time assist level guys. You're Mark Jacksons. You're Kevin Porters. You're shaking. Oh. Is it Kevin Porter? I, am not going to say it's not Kevin Porter.
0: Is it Mark Jackson? It is Mark Jackson. I, I was going to tell you, none of those guys you had named up to that point were even in the top six. And then you said, really? Mark Jackson, I realized I had to shut my mouth.
1: <laughs> I think that was a little bit of the zoom lag that gave me an advantage there. Cause you were shaking your head. And then I introduced something else that changed reality. And I will take that because I need that to get back on the horse. Um, I want to run out
0: the rest of the top six because it's pretty interesting. Uh, Mark Jackson, 10.6. Oscar Robertson is second, 9.7, followed by Tim Hardaway. Phil Ford, of all people. And then at six, you've got rookie year John Wall put up 8.3 assists per
1: game. Wow. And I should have thought about the big O because he was putting up ridiculous numbers from the jump. All right, I will take that. That's a little bit of momentum to get back on the horse. I thought about Kevin Porter because there was one time you asked me a Kevin Porter question and I, I didn't remember his name, and now he has stuck with me forever. Okay, Logan, another straightforward one. Who led the 2000s in sacks? Mm, Jason Taylor. It is Jason Taylor, right off the bat. He's not even close. He had 111, Joey Porter second with 90, Michael Strahan third with 89. Keep on rolling, man. Six for six.
0: I'm going to certainly try.
1: All right, Carson,
0: let's see if we can both keep up the momentum. Um, The 2012 finals featured, obviously, the up-and-coming OKC Thunder versus the three-headed monster. Despite playing an extra five games, no one in this series led those playoffs in assists, Uh, in total assists. They beat, the guy in first had over, had 98 assists more than the second-place finisher, LeBron James. Who led the 2012 playoffs in total
1: assists? If I don't get this it's the worst day ever because I'm so confident. Rondo averaged 11.8 assists a game. These playoffs, I want to say, played 19 games because they had three long series. It's got to be Rondo.
0: It is, Rondo. 227 total assists. LeBron amassed 129. It wasn't even close. Um, Rondo, 11.3 assists per game in the seven-game Eastern Conference Finals. He had 15 in Game 4, 14 in Game 7. Rondo was unreal
1: passing the ball. This was peak Rondo, no doubt about it. He was also scoring 17 a game, grabbing eight boards a game, playing high-level defense. This was the best he ever was, and he honestly might have been the Celtics' best player in this run when they very nearly beat the Heat. Logan, I've got another quarterback question for you, which should make you happy. Three quarterbacks in NFL history have ranked in the top three in passing yards in two separate decades, meaning from 1970 to 1980, for example, they were among the top three in passing yards Who are those three quarterbacks? This one might get me. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. I hope not. Dan Marino. Yep.
0: 80s and 90s. He was third and first. The reason I say, like, guys, they have to, you had to come into the league, like, you know, halfway through the decade. So. Very good thinking. It it balances out. Um, So Marino won. Um, I'm
1: going to go Big Ben, maybe. Nope. Not Big Ben. Logical guess, though. Philip Rivers. No, it's not Philip Rivers. I wouldn't do that to you. Joe Montana. Actually, I totally would do that to you, not <laughs> Joe Montana.
0: Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, guys who... Okay, I, let me think.
1: Kenny Anderson, maybe? Nope. You're too high on Ken Anderson. His name comes up too much out of your I mouth. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but he wins one MVP, and I think
0: he's the greatest quarterback ever. <laughs> Okay, so I got Dan, uh, Aaron, uh, no, 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 it's not gonna be Rodgers because he didn't play enough in the 2000s, uh, right
1: time period though, Drew Brees, Drew Brees is a close miss, he was top five in both the 2000s and the 2010s, not top three, so Brady, Brady is the other close miss, also top five in both 2000s and 2010s, but not top three, Favre, Farve did it. 90s and 2000s, he was second in both. So you have one remaining. I'm going to give you a hint. This one is a blast of the past. So think earlier than you have for anyone thus far. Roger Staubach. Nope. Is it is it pre-Staubach like that old
0: overlapping? Okay. Uh Kenny Stabler. Nope. I got to think of a guy that lasted like into the 80s because most of these guys careers were done as the the corner came around. Um Uh (laughs) I
1: don't know. Dan Pastorini. What an awful guess. No. (laughs) I think I play in the Dan Pastorini division in my fantasy football league. They're named after three obscure quarterbacks, one of whom actually is Ken Anderson. And I'm pretty sure I'm in the Dan Pastorini division, but I might not be. How did how did you guys decide that? I'm genuinely intrigued. Before my time, it was a decision made (laughs) by old men. I assume that they met in cloaks somewhere and had an underground meeting, and decided those were the three quarterbacks. I mean, if it's not Dan Pastorini, I don't know what I'm going to do, Carson.
0: (laughs) Okay, it's not Terry Bradshaw. Bradshaw was high-key a bum. Uh, I'm going to throw out two more guesses, and then I'm going to throw in the towel. Uh, My first is Fran Tarkenton.
1: Correct. It is Fran Tarkenton. He was third in the 60s, first in the 70s. I think maybe I shouldn't have given you that era hint because it narrowed it down too much, but maybe part of me wanted to keep the magic alive. So you are still 7-for-7 seven seven without a forfeit. Whoo!
0: <laughs> okay. All right, Carson. I have two back-to-back Warriors questions for you. Hopefully you can keep on chugging ahead. Um, I, I stole one of your decades questions. Can you tell me the top five scorers in total points from 2000 to 2009 for the Warriors?
1: What a fantastic question. Okay. Baron Davis. Three. Monte Ellis. Monte Ellis is not here. Yeah, he was a late joiner to the party. I think he was a rookie in the 06-07 season, right? So maybe that was a little ambitious. Okay. Well, there's a number of respectable selections here. It's tough because a lot of guys didn't stick around for that long. Al Harrington? Uh, Interesting guess. It is not Al Harrington. I'm just thinking about the We Believe team first. Steven Jackson, I don't think, was around long enough. Matt Barnes? Uh, Good guess. He is not in the top five. Okay, interesting. David Lee came over too late. He came over, I want to say, in 29 to 2010. So let's go back to the earlier Warriors when things were not always so beautiful. Well, first of all, are there any guys who stuck around for a long time? This is going to be a terrible guess, but Mike Dunleavy? Yes, Mike Dunleavy is five. Wow. I really didn't think that that was going to hit. Um, I'll take that. Okay, let's think. Who else? Why do I have this weird calling saying Anton Jameson? Number two, Antoine Jameson. All right, let's go. Something is leading me here. And my next guest, Andres Biedrins. That's a joke.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, Carson, I think you should stick with, uh, stay thinking big white guys. Okay. Oh, oh, Troy Murphy. Troy Murphy is at four. You're missing number one, and
1: then they're all knocked out. What a miserable decade of basketball. Wow. (laughs) This is just horrendous. (laughs) One more guy who was something of a star for the Warriors, I guess, by default. Who's stuck around?
0: Is it Jason Richardson? It is Jason Richardson. Five for five, Carson. Well done. Wow, that's
1: just such a terrible list for a full decade of basketball. (laughs) My goodness, Troy Murphy and Mike Dunleavy are on there. Okay, good question, Logan. Here's one for you. We'll see if this one trips you up. Who is the all-time receiving yards leader among undrafted players? Rod Smith. So close. Rod Smith is second with eleven thousand
0: three hundred
1: eighty-nine. Oh man, <laughs> I was hoping that would hit. That was a very good guess.
0: Undrafted wideouts. Uh, the only. only... <laughs> All right, I'm gonna throw this out here. It's not Josh Cribbs, is it? It's not Josh Cripps. The only other undrafted wideout I knew off the top of my head. I don't know. Uh, Joe Horn? Was Joe Horn drafted?
1: Not Joe Horn. I will provide a minor clarification. It's just receiving yards leader. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a receiver. Okay. Um, so now I can think in, man, <laughs> in undrafted
0: tight end maybe. I don't. Jeremy Shockey. I don't know.
1: Not Jeremy Shockey.
0: I'm not going to lie, Carson. This one's going to get me. I'm I'm not up to uh, enough undrafted players.
1: Are you throwing in the towel? I am. What a shame to see it end, but what a beautiful run it was. The answer is Antonio Gates with 11,841 yards, 29th all time. Wes Welker is third with 9,924. Thought you might have thrown him out there. But yeah, you were so close with Rod Smith. And up until a couple years ago, that would have been the answer.
0: I should have got that. I, I know. I knew Gates was undrafted. I've I've watched too many documentaries on Ken State and Michigan State with you know just talking about his time playing football and the transition from March Madness. I am I'm extremely
1: disappointed in myself. I think that you wanted to miss that one to take the pressure of the undefeated run off of your shoulders. I, I think so too. Yeah. I think so too. I think you needed that. <laughs> all right, what do you got for me?
0: Uh, I said I had another Warriors question for you, Carson. Can you name the Warriors all time leader in assists?
1: Well, okay, I'm just going to run down my top three thoughts Al Addles, Tim Hardaway, and Steph Curry. So Hardaway's at three, Curry's at two. And Addles is not there. Addles is not in the top five. Little Al didn't make it. Okay, so let's think. Warriors basketball has been so dark for so many years, but who came in and was a brief savior? Or at least put up some decent numbers. I think it has to be someone in the 70s or 80s. Because I think someone from more recently would have occurred to me. I'm talking prehistoric Warriors basketball, Carson. Oh, prehistoric. Beautiful. Okay, well... It was probably Philadelphia Warriors then. So I should be able to get it. Um, I have my thoughts... The first guy who comes to mind is Paul Erickson, but I don't think it's him because he was really more of a scorer. Um, that was literally fifties. Am I going too far back there, or am I in the right? Fifties uh, is a little too deep. Uh, I think sixties, seventies. Okay. Okay. So let's think. Who played alongside like Nate Thurmond would be who was who was his running mate? Nate Thurmond actually was a pretty good passer, and he played for a long time. Is it Nate Thurmond? That's such a bad guess. There's no way it's Nate Thurmond.
0: It is not Nate
1: Thurmond. Uh, I would think more, who rode Wilt Chamberlain's coattails? Okay, well, this is where I was going at first. I was going to say, oh, man, all right, I got to get this. Well, I was thinking Hal Greer, but I don't think it's Hal Greer. Um, I was thinking maybe Chet Walker, but I don't even remember how long he was a warrior cuz there's just that there's that confusing stretch where the Warriors become the Sixers, but Wilt basically just stays in Philadelphia the whole time cuz he gets traded back so quickly, so it's like it's tough for me to remember cuz that 66-67 Sixers team was Hal Greer, Chet Walker, um I believe rookie Billy Cunningham and the boys. And then also Wilt. But before then, who was his point guard? I'm literally reading the man's biography right now. Oh, why can I not think of it? I'm going to throw in the towel. Who is it? It's Guy Rogers, uh,
0: Rode Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah, I should have gotten that. Rode Wilt Chamberlain's coattails to the Hall of Fame, uh, to becoming a four-time All-Star, a two-time assist champ. Uh, How well did you know
1: Guy Rogers? I should have gotten that. I was really... It was one of those times when the name just didn't come to me. That's a really good question. I like that a lot. All right, Logan. We're going to throw this one back to the 70s again. We already asked one 70s-themed question. Who led that decade in receptions, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns? One guy did all three. Dante Stallworth. Nope. (laughs) I said Dante Stallworth. Um... I, th- I believe you meant Lance. What? Lance Allworth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I meant, uh, John, uh, John Stallworth. Dante Stallworth was, uh, I think he played with the Saints. He was like 5'10".
1: No, I meant John Stallworth, uh, Steelers wide receiver. Oh, okay. I thought you meant Lance Allworth. Cause he was, I mean, he didn't play into the seventies that much, but no, it's not John Stallworth. Is it Fred Bolitnikoff? It is not Fred Belitnikov. Uh,
0: I was just about to say Mark Duper. Mark Duper played in the 80s. It's a tough one. It's not a big name. Uh, is it Billy White Shoes Johnson? Nope. I'm just, okay. I, I don't want like too specific an answer, but was it a, like a really good team?
1: Not particularly. I mean, he played for a few teams at, at some points, yes. And at other points, no.
0: Okay. um, Man, receptions, yards, t- that's that's impressive for an entire decade to lead in all those categories. Lin Swan, it's not, no, it's, you said too random, it's not Lin Swan. Um, man,
1: Chris Collinsworth, I don't know. <laughs> it is not Chris Collinsworth. Hey, l- l- who is it? It is Harold Jackson, who leads in all categories comfortably. 432 catches, 7,724 yards, 61 touchdowns, leads by 25 catches, 1,400 yards, and four touchdowns. Played for the Eagles, then the Rams, and then the Patriots, and really had tremendous success in all three of those spots.
0: Yeah, I'm not really upset that I missed Harold Jackson, but a really impressive career for a guy that I've never really heard about. It looks like he was really good, like, yards
1: after the catch-wise. And I think that he, did he overlap with Harold Carmichael, the other great Eagles receiver named Harold? Let's check that right now. They did overlap. What a brilliant year or two that must have been.
0: Well, and imagine at uh, some point, uh, uh, first take would have been talking about how Harold, Car- how Harold Carmichael made, uh, Harold Jackson. Of course. Sure. And it would have been a great segment. <laughs> All right, Carson, we're going to hop back on the assist train uh, for two questions. Uh, Can you name the top five assist leaders from the decade of 2009 to 2019? What a beautiful question this is.
1: All right. Chris Paul. Number two. LeBron James. Number four. Rajon Rondo still has to be there. Number three. Ooh, who is number one? How fascinating. It's not... It's not going to be Darren Williams because he was basically done halfway through this decade. Although I always think of him when I think big assist numbers because he was just so good. He was so good when he was a young buck. Number one I haven't gotten? You're not going to be happy when you you hear it. No, I'm going to get it. Garen But I just can't take as long as I have for a couple of the past ones when I've had these obvious misses. This can't be a Kemba Walker part two. I'm just thinking, Steph Curry's not certainly not number one. Is it James Harden? Uh, Harden is number six. Hmm. Okay. I just can't believe that there's someone who's above the three guys that I named. Oh my God! It's Russell Westbrook. Boo! All right. Screw that. Okay, who's the fifth guy? Um, not Harden. Interesting. Despite some. Huge assist numbers from him. Did not get in there. I'm just thinking, like, is it like Drew Holiday? Uh, it's a good. That's a good guess. Drew Holiday's nine on this list. Okay. I'm thinking guys who came into the league around then. Is it Kyle Lowry? Another good guess. Lowry seven. Man, it's not Goran Dragic. He's not going to be high up enough there. And, uh, is it Darren Collison? (laughs) No, I don't know. He had a couple seasons up around 10 assists a game. I figured it was worth a shot.
0: No, like this guy's, this guy's like all-star caliber. He's a really good point guard. Okay. John Wall. Yeah, it's John Wall. Okay. Um, number eight, Steph Curry and number 10, Jeff Teague. Uh, we had to get a shout out for Jeff Teague on the show. I knew you were going to be fuming mad when you found out Russell was above guys like Paul, Rondo, and LeBron.
1: That's, that's just stupid. That's just so stupid. Okay, Logan. Good question. Who has the Panthers' single-season passing yards record? All right, I'm assuming it's somebody whack. Uh, Chris Winkie. <laughs> no, not Chris Winkie. Uh, Jake DeLone. No, I believe he is third on the list. Kerry Collins. No. It's
0: not Cam Newton, is it? No, he's second. I feel like I've named everybody who's played quarterback
1: for the Panthers. Uh, Okay, uh, Jimmy Clausen. Not Jimmy Clausen. I can give you the year if you want. I'm not sure it'll help. Yeah, sure. 2000.
0: And it's not Kerry Collins? Nope. Oh, that's because Kerry was in New York at this point. Um, This had to be the guy right... Oh, is it Steve Burline?
1: It's Steve Burline. Very good. Not only does he have the Panthers' single season record, he led the league that year with 4,436 yards, also had 36 touchdowns to 15 interceptions. Quite the season for Burline. I think I've brought this up on Nerd Session, or at least to you before. Um, I am somehow, by like
0: uh, fourth cousin's marriage, related to Steve Burline. So, shut out my boy Steve.
1: And I did not remember that, but that is why I asked the question. <laughs> All right. Uh, I love a good Steve Berline question.
0: All right. So I said we were hopping back on assists, Carson, and staying in recent decades. Harden leads the 0-9 draft class in points per game. Blake Griffin leads in rebounds per game. Who leads in assists per game? Well, I think I probably... Oh, Ricky Rubio. Dang. I was hoping you'd at least, you know, give me a Drew Holiday, a Steph Curry, you know, might. Mike... Yeah,
1: it is. <laughs> I, I, th- I almost got myself. I, I was beginning the sentence to lead up to Drew Holiday because he was fresh in my mind. And then I realized, no way, man. It's got to be Ricky Rubio. In fact, I can't believe I didn't guess him for the decade assist leaders. And I mean, he has
0: been so consistent. I think we saw last season with the Suns how valuable an asset he ha- he is just to have on a team. Um, he's a four-time, he's finished top five in assists per game and he's fifth
1: in active assists per game. Ricky's just a great passer. The guy's a beast. Okay, Logan, this is a tough one, but I think it's an interesting one. In 2000 and 2002, the Denver Broncos had running backs win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Who were those two running backs? Clinton Portis. Correct, Clinton Portis in 2002. Yeah, uh, is the guy's last name Bell? No,
0: I think I think I'm thinking of Mike Bell. Um, or I know there's been a lot of running backs with the last name Bell. Uh. Uh, Can you tell me which one uh, Clinton was? Was he 2000 or 02? He was 2002. So he replaced this guy very
1: quickly. I don't know. uh, Anderson is another last name that's popping up. I don't know if I'm tripping. You are not tripping. In fact, combine two of the names that you've said. I'm not going to get a first name. Logan, I would think back just a minute or so because you clearly have this in your brain somewhere. Mike Anderson. It's Mike Anderson. It's an incredible story. He was a 27-year-old rookie, had spent four years in the Marines, then two at junior college, then two at Utah, comes in, and in his first season, 1,487 yards and 15 touchdowns. And then, I don't know if it was injuries or what, but within two years, they brought in Portis because it's just hard to be a good running back for a long time in football. But yes, very well done. It's one of those that you just had within the recesses of your mind somewhere.
0: Yeah, I probably read that in the,
1: you know, some 06 sports guide. I'm glad I did. (laughs) There you go. He did have a brief resurgence. He had over 1,000 yards again in 2005 for the Broncos at 32, which is pretty special to do. Yeah, I was about to say they probably
0: moved on from Portis because of how old he already was, but that's impressive in of itself. 32 years old, and that's unprecedented. All right, Carson the 9 Pistons got the floor mopped with them by LeBron in the first round of the playoffs. Can you tell me who the top three scorers were on this eight-seeded Pistons squad?
1: Yeah, I should be able to. Rip Hamilton. Number one. So this was the season when they traded Billups to the Nuggets, I believe. So we're not going to get Chauncey Billups, I don't think. Unless that was the year after this. I guess I should at least guess Chauncey Billups. Not Chauncey. Okay. Not Chauncey. So he was on the Nuggets then. Tayshaun Prince. Tayshaun Prince is number three. And uh, Sheed wasn't... No, was Sheed on this team or did he go to the Celtics the year after this? It was either this... I I think Sheed had already gone to the Celtics. I think he was on the 08-09 Celtics team, which means there's one more piston and it's got to be... Is it... Is it... Oh... Is it Ben Gordon? Uh, Ben Gordon's a good guess. It's not Ben Gordon. It's not Ben Gordon, but it's the other shooting guard whose name is in my mind. Oh my God, this is eating away at me. I have an image of this guy in my mind. Wait, is it not? Is it not a shooting guard at all? I think I might be thinking a few years too late with this guy, actually. No, I know who you're thinking about, and he's the reason I asked this
0: question, because I thought the answer was going to be Rodney Stuckey, and it was going to get you. Rodney Stuckey is number
1: four. Okay, because it was Rodney Stuckey, and... Interesting. Very interesting. Someone else on the 09 Pistons. I
0: need you to I need you to think through this question, Carson, because you've already you have the clues to solve this question.
1: Yeah, I think I do. I think it's someone who came over from the Nuggets in Chauncey Billups transaction. Am I correct in thinking that? You are. It's Antonio McDice. No, that was a terrible guess. <laughs> Antonio McDyess played for the Nuggets until, like, 2001. (laughs) All love to Antonio McDyess. He's on this Pistons team, but he's 34. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I was just thinking a guy who played for both the Nuggets and the Pistons, but that timeline does not work out. So who was good? Oh! No, it's not... It's not AI, is it? It's Allen Iverson. Wow
0: unbelievable. Just to get swept by LeBron in the first round, they gave up Billups. Uh, Yeah. I mean, AI was okay. He just didn't want that role moving forward with the Pistons because I think they wanted to bring him off the bench. Uh, I thought you were going to get that sooner. I was hoping that I I actually did the Chauncey logic earlier. Did that mess you up moving forward or did it just help?
1: No, I just didn't think about AI because I kind of thought that he I mean, I think I got his 10 years in Detroit and Memphis mixed up because I kind of thought that he like didn't finish out the season with this team. And obviously he did. Hey, Carson, I will give you like, I'll give you an extra question. Correct. Like I'll
0: give you a get out of jail free card. If you can tell me who the head coach of this 09 Pistons team was.
1: All right. I like how you're acting like we actually know how many points we have. When we do trivia time. Oh, who was it? Someone bad.
0: This is literally his only year coaching, uh, head coaching in the NBA ever. He was done after this season. Yeah, I'm not even going to give it a
1: shot. Who is it? Michael Curry. Ugh. Yeah, I was not going to get that. Okay, Logan. Which season in NFL history saw players rank in the top five all-time in single-season passing, rushing, and receiving yards? Same year. One player in each of those was top five all-time for the single-season record. Uh,
0: 2013? Not 2013. Is it 2012? It's whatever year Calvin
1: Johnson, Adrian Peterson, and Drew Brees did it. It is 2012. I thought that one might be a little too easy, but it's an interesting stat. Nonetheless, Drew Brees, 5,177. He was fifth all-time. AP, of course, 2,097 second. And Megatron first with 1,964.
0: Yeah, Carson, thank you for asking. That was pretty easy. Yeah, I know. All right, Carson, uh, my next one's a little tough, but I think you can get it. Uh, can you name the three centers who have the most blocks in a single playoff game?
1: Okay. Well, I should be able to. Obviously, the first couple guys you think are the 90s Titans, so 80s and 90s. So I'm going to go Mark Eaton. Uh,
0: correct. Uh, and all these guys did it uh, 10 blocks
1: in a playoff game. I'm going to go
0: Akeem Olajuwon. Correct. That is two. And the third guy is a little more modern. uh, I think
1: 2000s to like 2010. Okay. Well, there's a bunch of guys in this range. The first one, when you hear that, you think Dwight Howard. Is that correct? That's a really good guess.
0: It is not Dwight Howard. Dwight actually had nine in a Mm. uh, finals game that he appeared in.
1: So, it's probably too late for Dikembe to do it in the 2000s, so.
0: And I see what you're doing here, Carson. You're going, this guy, like, when I think greatest shot blockers
1: of all time, this guy doesn't pop in my head whatsoever. Okay. So, I'm going to have to rewire my thinking a little bit. Andrew Bogut. You're like, Carson, you don't realize how close you are with that guess. That fascinates me. Does that mean it was another Milwaukee Bucks big man? No, no, just just say his name again. Andrew Bynum. It's Andrew Bynum. (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) Uh,
0: The Dwight Howard guess is a good one. He's got two games with nine. He's got another with eight. Uh, Yeah, man, out of all the guys, 2012 Andrew Bynum with the Lakers. uh, I just wish
1: he had never gotten hurt. He could have been a really special player. Yeah, he was so good and just a very, very brief prime. All right, Logan, we are ending this podcast, from my end at least, with three consecutive quarterback questions, which should make you happy. We have two more quarterback questions, and then we have, as always, the bonus question where I ask you to name any quarterback from a team from 2005 or later. Four quarterbacks are tied for the playoff rushing touchdown lead of all time. Who are those four guys? Cam Newton. Nope. So is it total or is it like single game? Total.
0: Career. Career. Steve Young? Nope. John Elway? John Elway is one of them. I mean, I guess I have to. Mike Vick? I don't think it's Vick. Not Vick. I feel like it's guys who just spent a lot of time in the postseason in general. Um, Brett Favre? Nope. Colin Kaepernick? Nope. Can you give me a, a, how many did Elway have? Six. They all have six. Man. Uh, Randall Cunningham? Nope. Nope. I'm going to throw a weird one out here. Tom Brady.
1: Correct. Brady has six. Peyton Manning? <laughs> it's not Peyton, is it? No. It's not Peyton. Brady just has all those years and years of the unstoppable QB sneak and playing in a million playoff games. Man. Uh, Aaron Rodgers? Nope. Guys who were just in the playoffs year after year after year. Well, that was the formula for Brady, not necessarily for the other two. One of them is more of a traditional running quarterback. And the other one played a very, 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 very long time ago. George Blanda. No. Not Blanda. <laughs> I don't know, make He could kick. I'm sure he could run a little bit, too. I think he could do everything.
0: Are we going to get another Fran Tarkenton answer here?
1: Nope. Only one Fran Tarkenton on this episode. We met our quota. I think my final guess, if this doesn't hit, uh, Russell Wilson. Not Russell Wilson.
0: All right, I'm going to pack it up. Who is it? So the other two are Steve McNair oh! and Otto Graham. I was going to say McNair. I just didn't think that McNair had been in the playoffs enough I because I, I thought Vince Young and then I thought McNair, but I should have just blurted it out. Man. The agony of trivia time. All right, Carson, I've got another single game question for you. Can you name the three players who have missed, who have the record for the most playoff missed field goals in a single game? Um, Three guys all missed 26 shots in a single playoff game.
1: So I would think AI probably did this kind of easily because there were seasons where he nearly missed 20 shots a game. So I'm going to throw Allen Iverson out there.
0: Uh, Iverson's an interesting guess. Uh, he's got, he's said tied for eighth with 23 miss shots. He did it twice, uh, but he does not crack the number one spot. Okay. I gotta think Kobe. Uh, Kobe's a good guess. Kobe is down here tied for
1: 14th with 22 missed shots. Interesting. So who was just having a terrible day at the office or two? I'm just thinking about guys who are relatively inefficient, high volume scorers, did T-Mac ever miss this many? It's He didn't have that many playoff appearances, but... Uh, T-Mac is down there with Kobe with 22. Okay. So at least I'm in the right range. I'm not whiffing, whiffing on any of these. Let's go back. I mean, my first thought is maybe Wilt just because he took so many shots, but he also was consistently worse in the playoffs as far as raw numbers. I'm
0: going through the list here. Wilt isn't even in the... He's not even in the realm of these guys. Okay. All
1: right. And that makes sense. Let's think. Is Michael Jordan there? Michael Jordan is here.
0: 1997 uh, with the Bulls. He is one of the top... uh, He missed 26 shots. He's one
1: of the three answers. That doesn't shock me. Who else are guys who just took so many... Here, I'll give you uh I'll give you an, an
0: interesting fact about him Carson. Uh the other two guys played for the same team. Okay.
1: Interesting. Which makes me think maybe it's the Boston Celtics. But then again, they don't have that really single one dominant force. Could it be some could it be the Rockets, I wonder? I don't think James Harden ever missed 26 shots in a playoff game, did he? Harden did not he is in the same
0: boat as Kobe and T
1: Mac 22. Oh, I know. Russell Westbrook,
0: right? Russell Westbrook is one of the answers. He missed 26 against the Houston Rockets uh in 2017. Uh that was the squad with Steven Adams, Taj Gibson,
1: VO, and Andre Roberson. Yeah. Remarkable. Um, that's so many missed shots. So it's another player from the Thunder Sonics lineage. Is it Kevin Durant?
0: It is Kevin Durant. He did it in 2016 against the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, The Thunder ended up losing by one point uh, in that game. Uh, Yeah, Carson, uh, you took a minute, but you got there. Uh, Kevin went 7 of 33 in this game with seven turnovers, two of
1: 11 from deep, an absolutely horrendous game. Wow. Not a great showing for KD. All right, Logan. Here's your last question before we get to the bonus one. Who was the first quarterback selected in the twenty eleven draft?
0: Um, I remember listening to the twenty eleven draft like
1: on my radio. This was nineteen thirty four, I assume. <laughs> Sorry, I just sound like something my grandpa would sound like something my grandpa would say about like listening to Lone Ranger. I know, I got around and listened to the radio.
0: No, man, I was in my kitchen. I I was just, you know, chilling, listening to it on the radio. Um I know the guys in this draft. Um Christian Ponder went to the Vikings. Blaine Gabbert went to the Jags, I think, if I'm thinking about the right draft. Uh Jake Locker went to the Titans. It's one of them. Um when did Locker because I remember Ponder was taken late. It was kind of a weird pick for the Vikings. Um Locker went to the Titans because they had Hasselbeck at the time and so it's between Locker, or, or was Cam the number one pick in this draft? Was Cam 2011 too? Or am I thinking of 2012? Man, I'm messed up right now. Let me, okay, slow down. Stafford and Sanchez went 9 Bradford went 10. 2011, Bradford 2012 is Luck, RG3, Wilson.
1: Yeah, 2011's got to be Cam Newton, right? I'm not going to lie to you, Logan. When I wrote this question down, I thought the answer was Jake Locker, but the answer is Cam Newton. So, a bit of an anticlimactic finish there. It is Cam who went first, then Locker went eighth, Gabbert went twelfth, Christian Ponder, or excuse me, Gabbert went tenth, Christian Ponder went twelfth, and then you have Dalton and Cap in the early second round. I think I may have asked some variation of this question on Trivia Time before, but I thought I was asking a new one. Oh well. Congratulations, you got it right. Go ahead. Make fun of me for listening to it on the radio. Again, Carson. I will. <laughs> I, I will do it again. I just can't think of another joke to make right now, but I will later. Okay, thank
0: you. I really appreciate that. And it's going to sting. I'm sure it will. Um, I hope you get this question wrong, and it stings really hard, hey man, Carson. That's uh, mean. Who has the best single-season de- <laughs> single defensive rating of all time? Oh, wow. Okay. Rudy Gobert. That's a good guess. Uh, honestly... This question's kind of skewed a little bit because it, it's not really dictated on how good a defensive player is. It's also heavily dictated by pace. So, like, the off, the greatest offensive rating, I think, of all time is held by, like, James Donaldson, and I, I don't know. It's, these stats are whack. So, you've got to think of times where, like, pace was lowest in basketball, and also, although it's not that long ago.
1: Okay. So it's probably somewhere in the 2000s. I was going to say Andre Robertson, but he's probably a little bit too late. Because um, you do think it's probably got to be a guy who didn't play that many minutes. Because individual offensive and defensive rating are, as you said, pretty random stats. Um, team offensive and defensive rating are great stats. Individually, it, they kind of just fluctuate and vary like crazy. I'm going to think it's someone from the 2000s because there was a real slow era of basketball there is it ben wallace it
0: is ben wallace 87.48 right. was his official defensive rating in 2004 um i think ben is also like i think he has the top 3 like best defensive ratings in playoff history as well uh, also up here you'll see a lot of guys from 04 and 03 you'll see a lot of guys from like 1974 and 75 and second is elvin Hayes Third is David Robinson from 1999. And like I said, you check the seasons because defensive ratings now, like the best is Hassan Whiteside with 94.5 in 2016. So, yeah, it's not the perfect stat, but it's still a good one.
1: Yeah, and that's – I was just happy I got on the first guest. I thought it might be someone more obscure, but I went with the best defensive player of basically the slowest era in basketball, and it worked out. Logan you have only ever missed two bonus questions and we are now on the 12th and these are hard I think I might get you with this one but then again you have floored me many times before and you may just knock it out of the park who was the quarterback of the 2006 Miami Dolphins Jay Fiedler no John Beck no Dante Culpepper no Culpepper did start four games for this team, but was not their primary starter. Is it Tyler Thigpen? It's not Tyler Thigpen. <laughs> I had
0: to throw him out there. Um, damn, dude, I this is
1: the 1-15 Nick Saban squad, right? No, it's the year before that. It is a Nick Saban squad, but they were
0: 6-10. Oh, man, I don't want to get another one wrong.
1: Oh... <sighs> uh-huh.
0: It's, uh, um, is it Greasy, uh, Brian Greasy, or, yeah.
1: Not Brian Greasy.
0: It's not Garrard, is it? No. Man. I don't think Henny had been drafted yet. I think Henny was 07 or 08. Um, yeah, yeah, Henny was with Matt Ryan and Flacco when they got drafted. Uh, so it's not, who are just randos that they would have had? hanging around in Miami around this time dude I am trying so hard to pull up a mental image of the ESPN NFL 2k5 rosters right now as you should it's
1: your best asset in these times
0: dude you know what's messed up I played an entire season of ESPN NFL 2k5 with the Steelers but the Dolphins quarterback was Tommy Maddox because I dealt him away Ah. nice nice way to make a statement there I would I would have this answer right now if I had just not dealt away the goat Tommy Maddox Carson, I don't want to miss another QB question, man. This is like all my pride into one question.
1: I see the pain in your eyes. It's a tough one, as I said. Gus Farratt. No. Ugh. Man, dude, I thought Jay Fiedler was going to hit. I mean, you are really close with a lot of these. Gus Farratt was the start of the year before. Joey Harrington. It's Joey Harrington! <laughs> Logan survives again. Joey Harrington. His only season with the Dolphins, 12 touchdowns to 15 interceptions, 2,236 yards on 57.5% completion. You got it, man. I thought you might have forgotten that he ever played there because it was only this one season, but you got it. What saved me is I
0: just started thinking of, I just started thinking about uh I don't know where Harrington was. I knew he was with the Lions here uh earlier. I knew he went to the Falcons in 07. But his 06 season was unaccounted for, so thank you Miami for making the move for the worst
1: quarterback of all time. The rare unaccounted for season in the Logan Camden library of of post-2005 random quarterbacks. You did it again, man. 10 for 12 now. This was, this was an impressive showing, especially at the start and then right again at the finish. I don't think this is as hard
0: as the Bruce Redkowski question because dude i was not pulling bruce gradkowski out of anywhere but this was a tough one
1: yeah well well done logan as always that is going to do it for us here today on yet another beautiful edition of trivia time we will hopefully be coming out with more sports history podcasts because logan is no longer an employee of lowe's home improvement he was uh dishonorably discharged for, <laughs> for um, I don't know. I, I, I
0: popped all the inflatables on the floor.
1: Yeah, he was dishonorably yeah, like, discharged like, I, I for killed, popping uh, the all blow the inflatables. Up f- Santa. Yeah, it was pretty aggressive. But we are going to be coming back with more sports history. We had taken a few weeks off and we wanted to come back with a trivia time because who doesn't love a trivia time? So that's going to do it. I've been Carson Brabber.
0: I've been Logan Camden.
1: And this was Nerd Nerd Sash.